And a great thing too, as everybody says, hey, you know, data is the most valuable thing I own as a company. Nobody knows what to do with it. That's the answer. It's like, let's find out what those patterns are. Let's really get to know our customers because nobody else you know, doesn't have a relationship is able to do that. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. Whether you know it or not, machine learning has changed the way we do business, and it will continue to shake up the business community for many years to come. That being said, you may not be fully aware of the changes that are already taking place and how they might impact your future success. That's where today's guest comes in. John Dacius, Solutions Director with Fusion Alliance, will explain what machine learning is, how it works, and how it can empower you to drive long-term growth and sustainability. Welcome, John. I'm happy to be here. Good morning, Doug. It's been a while since uh, we've gotten together. It's been three, four months. I know. I know. And we've actually had some experience together talking about machine learning in a professional setting. We have. And uh, I've always enjoyed your your work and experience. And when we get together for a beer as well, that's always uh, very entertaining. I certainly appreciate it. And I appreciate the invitation (laughs) to participate. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Good. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. So machine learning, that that sounds, you know, if I'm if I'm a business owner, that 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 sounds a little scary or a little big brother-ish, maybe above my my uh, my pay grade, so to speak. But sure. what what's happened to the cost of machine learning, the cost of computing, how does that measure up for say somebody who owns a you know twenty-five or fifty million dollar a year business now? It's a very good question, Doug. And I, I think if there's one thing that's complex about machine learning, it's actually defining what it is. Right. Okay. So from having conversations, it can go anywhere from self-driving cars to all the crazy things we do on Facebook to robotic surgery. Very little about that is what we do in a professional setting when it comes to machine learning. So is it valuable, Doug, if I start kind of what machine learning is? Absolutely. So at its core, it's actually fairly simple. So the idea of machine learning is that we can train or teach a computer or a system to learn from data and make a prediction about something in the world, right? So what that means is, you know, if I have information, you know, about, you know, professional customers, uh, economic indicators, if I have some form of data, I can look at that data, you know, apply machine learning, and then use that data to make some kind of prediction, you know, in the future from the patterns and lessons learned inside machine learning. Am I making sense? Yeah, so you're looking for patterns in in the data. That's right. But you're able to to factor in so much data, more so than you or I could individually, correct? Yes. And here here is is what it, it... so let me compare this to something a little bit different. So I, I imagine most of the fans of your podcast are in the financial services spaces, accounting entrepreneurs and things sure, like that. Business right? owners, right. Business owners sound good, right? Yep. So let me compare something to uh, maybe a problem we would solve uh, a little bit differently today than we would, we would with machine learning than we did maybe 20, 30, 30 years ago, okay. right? So long story short, the, um, let's, say, uh, let's say you're a bank. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're gonna, you know, issue a, you know, let's call it an auto loan uh, for some piece of business, right? Right. Now, this is not new business for, you know, retail bank, a credit union, what have you. Uh, there are a variety of different algorithms, patterns, researching third-party data that says, hey, if I apply these formulas, you know, I can understand what the risk, you know, is for this given bank loan customer. Sure. Now, machine learning says, you know, as opposed to a somewhat biased, very technical and statistical approach, you know, to mm-hmm. evaluate a customer for a bank loan. What machine learning does instead is 
you know, we're going to look over, you know, my bank's history of 50 years of mm-hmm. lending data, you know, and find out those little bit of patterns that you would never be able to find out if it's human driven, okay. right? And as part of that, the machine learning can look at a history of similar customers, you know, that's making the bank loan, where he lives, what his income is, what his interaction is with your banking brand and so forth. And as part of it can actually say, you know, we think that this is this level of risk as, a pl- as opposed to deploying some kind of algorithm uh, and make it a better result. Sure. Now, devil's advocate, what, what about those who say, well, you know, you're just, you're taking the human element out of it. So, uh, you know, I look at that as a good thing because you're removing bias, correct? That's but, right. But there's those that say, well, you know, no, I still want that that human element in, and in the decision making. So, and that's that's kind of a more of an, you know, an advanced concept, we'll say. Sure. So, so much, you know, about what machine learning does and the advantage it'll give to business owners and things like that is it can better inform decision making. Mm-hmm. So, what we've done historically, and in fact, Doug, I think we've had this history together, right. is we will produce a machine learning model, which is the artifact of this process, that says, given you know this amount of data, we have an 87% accuracy uh, that, in my previous example, this loan is going to be paid back and so forth, but nobody believes it. Right, right. right. So when I say that, we show these statistics, everybody nods at the conference room, but sure. like, well, what does that even mean to me? Uh, there's no way I've been doing this the same way for 45 years. I've written 50,000 loans in my career. Why would I trust this arbitrary system? Right. Sure. So to your question, you know, what's the human element? The human element is actually the biggest, uh, how do I put it? The biggest thing that's holding us back in machine learning is that there is that human element that, you know, that idea that I have to understand everything. Right. And some of these ML augers are not getting deployed. Am I making sense? Yeah. So so inherently, we we fall back on our own biases and want to fit that into whatever the answer is. is uh, it's understandable, yeah. Okay. Now, how does, what about artificial intelligence? Now, how does that, how does that differ? You know, I've got clients, for example, that are, uh, you know, out on job sites, uh, large construction projects, they're now using wearables to mm-hmm. track where their folks are, not to police them, but just to try to get more efficient with yeah. the movements on job site, materials where they're delivered, tracking how and where the materials move. Mm-hmm. So they they try to become more efficient in, in terms of where those materials are, are delivered and placed. Mm-hmm. Does that is that a part of it too, or is that a different aspect of? So it absolutely is. And, okay. and just for clarification's sake, so when we say machine learning, machine learning is actually a subset of artificial intelligence, okay. right? So to use your example, hey, and I'm actually partnered with a company here in Columbus that does uh, analytics, machine learning on top of construction sites around demand planning, okay. which is how much you know raw equipment am I going to need to order. Uh, at what time of the year, when do I actually make purchases, you know, and from a procurement standpoint, when the prices are low, try right. to maximize those dollars. But that wasn't your question. Your question is, is that machine learning? The answer is absolutely. Okay. So if we use your example on a job site, you know, where we're going to have, you know, some IoT device or some remote device that is transmitting, you know, my activity, where I am, what we're actually doing is something called training a machine learning model. Okay. So we can say is, hey, this is how these all interacted. This was the outcome. Again, I can find patterns and that, you know, that customer, not the customer, that uh, employee's behavior and try and optimize to the output, right? Right. So as part of that, I get that model. I can actually make better projections and how okay. I should allocate my staff, how to best use their time, how to best use my resources and get to a better outcome. Okay. That's fantastic. I mean, it just... You know, it sounds like if if I really buy in and and think about what I can do in terms of 
key performance indicators in my business. I mean, the 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 possibilities literally are, are endless. That's right. If I think about it. And I'll give you one more interesting anecdote. So another partner, another firm that's here in Columbus uh, is actually using something very similar to what you described around safety. Okay. So when I say safety, what they're doing, and this isn't specifically around the machine learning we were talking about earlier, but we're actually doing something called visual analytics. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? So that means they have cameras deployed on factory sites, on construction sites, things like that. That are in essence taking continual pictures of the staff that are out there, which I know sounds creepy. Right. There's always a component of that for machine learning, right. but the concept is, you know, there are certain things you have to do, you know, to remain safe on those job sites. Sure. So perhaps the most obvious is that you have to wear a hard hat. So what we do as part of that, what we do, what machine learning is doing is looking at a picture of all the construction staff that are out there. And it can identify that, oh no, this person's out of compliance. He doesn't right. have the right boots. He's not wearing the hard hat. Yeah. Send a notification over to uh, the, the job, the foreman, to say, hey, yes. there's a safety issue here. Let's make everybody safer and take an action. Wow. Yeah, that's that's just fascinating. Yes. I mean, and I think about how it applies to our business too. And we've, we've had some, uh, certainly a lot of discussion about this uh, as an accounting firm. You know, if you think about our, our audit services, for example, what we've historically done is take samples of the client's data to determine if they're recognizing things properly, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Well, from a machine learning perspective, that really takes the need for that away. So, uh, because the the machine can literally test everything. That's right. right? And and become much um, much more detailed in terms of what it can provide uh, us for that data. So, what we've tried to do is think about our clients' business as a whole and shift the focus to, okay, now that we've got machine learning, and, and what, what I'm trying to get to is if, okay, if I implement some type of machine learning within just perhaps a few facets of my business, that allows me then to focus on things which are more valuable. I'm That's not right. talking about getting rid of someone's job. Has that, has that been your experience? Well, it's been my experience, but even more to that point, what, when I think, you know, people that are listening to your podcast and all the folks that we've worked with in a professional mm-hmm. capacity, when they say, hey, we want to do machine learning, we really swing for the fences, right? Yep. Can we automate customer engagement? Can we do long-term forecasting, management, product line, everything that's actually fairly complex? Right. And there are long time, or there these projects take a long period of time, they cost millions of dollars. What I kind of see, kind of to your question, is you know a lot of people aren't taking advantages of some of what we call the quick wins for yeah. machine learning. So I'll give you a couple examples. Sure. So perhaps the number one thing that we're talking about here, and you know, in our market for the last couple of years, you know, is how do I better engage with my customers, my clients, what mm-hmm. have you? Now, the quintessential quick win when it comes to this machine learning component is: can I actually look, you know, at my portfolio, you sure. know, at my customer list, and say? You know, I think this person, you know, might be an attrition risk, right? right? You know, he's performing certain activities. I would never be able to detect that as a human being sure. or an algorithm, right? Yeah. You know, but based on the patterns of people that have left my organization, should I be concerned about this person? So looking at that as a relatively straightforward machine learning problem. Sure. When we start getting into, again, visual analytics, again, the self-driving cars and things right. like that's a little more advanced, yeah. right? Yeah. But maybe I can look at a customer and say, you know, I think this person's likely to leave. Right. Or... I can say, hey, how much is a you know how much is the business I'm doing with this person a risk? Or from an audit standpoint, right. you know, is there a pattern I see you know with this client uh, that is very similar mm-hmm. you know to some other organizations that have run into problems with audits, right? Exactly. Either just bad paperwork, malfeasance, what have you. Yeah. And and the other opportunity is you know from our perspective, you want to look at it and say, okay, well, we've experienced other clients that that 
have these characteristics and these are the positive things that have yeah. happened too. So you you can get ahead of opportunities and help them prepare. In there, the, in there's business. a great book and I can't remember the name. I hope we can put it in the show notes. And it was naturally a machine learning analysis okay. on the Enron crisis, right? Okay. So the question becomes, and this is, I'm certainly of interest to you, how did it go this wrong? Like, how did we get right. this far? And nobody saw what was going on. Well, anyway, so, and God bless me. I, I can't recall the name of the book. I'm sure we'll put it in the notes there. But the idea is, uh, well, let's actually analyze the email correspondence going between you know, the internal executive team, sure. their third-party auditors, right. and so on and so forth. And what's interesting is what he publishes is that everybody knew it, whether they didn't know it or not, that things were in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. The syntax has changed, the level of correspondence has changed, the detail and the accounting has changed and things like that. Interesting. Which is a perfect machine learning problem on the audit side. Sure. That says, boy, this is very similar to some other, you know, companies have gone the direction that they would get in trouble. Yeah. Better take a look at this now, especially as a third party looking in. Am I making sense? Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's and and from, you know, if I'm thinking about it from a a client perspective, that's that's the kind of thing I want to know. I want to be prepared. I want to get ahead of what what's coming down the road and use it as uh, predictability and, and things like that. And that's so. exact. But in many ways, you know, the audits you're performing and your firm is performing now is very similar to the way it has been for the last 70 years. Right. This is the formulas and they're complex and they require a high degree of education and all those pieces, sure. right? But wouldn't it be more interesting if I could look at you know, 75 years of audit data right. for 5 million companies, you know, found out where they went. Did they go the bad yeah. route or they'd go the, you know, nice and clean, healthy balance sheets? Exactly. And if we start to see those relationships, those scored relationships, maybe spend a little more time with those folks. Exactly. Before you go back, though, I do have the note or the name of the book. It is called Power Failure, which is the Powerful. inside story of Collapse of Enron by Mimi Schwartz. Thank you. Yes, great. I will uh, I will certainly give that a read. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think this is fascinating stuff because for me, you know, it, you want to be able to adapt. You, you know, you don't want to just continue to do the same things over and over. So let's take what the the knowledge that's there and figure out how we can approach things a little that's bit right. differently and a little bit better. That's right. And and help our help our customers. That's what we're all in it for. That's um, right. We all take some satisfaction in terms of helping those clients achieve their goals. That's right. I mean, any of us in a, in a service business, right? That's exactly right. Which yeah. we both are. What's interesting too is part of that concept. The um, from the machine learning side too, which we've always found surprising, I think we found it surprising when we were working together, Doug, that there'll always be a surprise, right? And again, I'm not saying this in a negative way to a lot of our partners and clients that have gone through this process from you know nowhere to pretty sophisticated centers of excellence in advanced analytics, is that every time we run in these programs, there's a complete surprise. So all these folks that have been in the industry for 30, 40 years, executives at Fortune 500, people we know, right. they'll say, we know what makes our customers happy. Sure. Or we can understand what risk is. Or right. we know how to do this. We're the experts. I yep. went to MIT. I know the right answer. And then they expect certain KPIs of how they judge the customers. Sure. We put it against the machine learning model. Had nothing to do you know, with all that research <laughs> and the millions of dollars of investment. It was something completely different. So yeah. every time we do one of these things, there's always going to be a surprise. Yeah. That's an impact. That's an indicator. That's a pattern that a human, again, would never see. Well, in the minute that I hear any client or, or business uh, talk about the fact that, oh, we, we know most of it, or we know all of it. That, that's that's like, at least a yellow flag. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> always the moment where I'm thinking, you know, we, we all learn something every day. I mean, there's just so many different businesses out there. You can't possibly account for all the, the variables. And that's, that's what right. machine learning helps you do. That's obviously. exactly right. So now, 
Let's talk about cost a little bit because sure. I, I I hear this stuff, and if I'm a business owner, I think, boy, that that sounds really cool, but boy, that sounds expensive. Yes. Now, no. So talk about the cost of computing and and machine learning and and I that surely will. So just a quick background to get to your mm-hmm. question too. So I think we've talked about this historically, but what's interesting about machine learning is you know these algorithms that have been out there since World War II. Which means, you know, some of the statistics you get, you, statistics you took in seventh grade, just applied at a massive scale, like a big data scale. Okay, a little oversimplifying, but right. there's nothing new that are about these algorithms. What is interesting is that you know things have changed from a technology perspective over the last the ten to fifteen years. Sure. So of those things, we've got we've just got more data, we've got better data, we've got the cloud. You know, which sure. means. You know, these machine learning models require some computation to get there. But once you have a model, they're relatively straightforward to use. So having the cloud there that, hey, I can go, you know, borrow 50 servers for an hour, you know, get that model computed, then come back, it's a huge advantage. But to your question, is it getting expensive? So if the question was asked maybe 10 or 12 years ago, it would take a high degree of sophistication to build your own model. Okay. Uh, a lot of data science, a lot of complex math, cutting-edge technology, right? That just isn't the case anymore. So for what it's worth, and again, as you know, your client or your podcast listeners start to begin their journey on machine sure. learning, there is no reason, although many will try, to actually generate your own machine learning algorithms, right. custom neural networks. There's just no reason for it. So in other words, now looking at more democratized products, whether they're from AWS or other cloud providers, or there's package software you can buy or open software you can buy, there's very little data science to getting those initial models. Okay. What we can say is, hey, listen, you know, here's the data. You know, here's what I'm trying to predict on. You know, run it through that model through a process called auto machine learning, and it'll generate the outcomes for you. Okay. Now that's the 95%. Once you get there, you've seen a lot of value. Right. After that's done, of course, you can do the bigger investment in the data science side, you know, to try and really tune these machine learning models and things like that. Sure. But for what it's worth, the big win is just in that first phase, right? Sure. The good news is, like I say, too, there's a lot of products you can simply buy. So if you're using Salesforce, which I'm sure a lot sure. of your clients right. are, if you're using Dynamics, almost any of these big package software products are probably using machine learning whether you know it or not. Interesting. Right? And since the big one is Salesforce, I'll use an example there. So with Salesforce Einstein, all of their effort, you know, is kind of in that piece, which is, you know, which this is pardon me. So it's customer relationship management software, sales software. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So with that in mind, you know, what's what's the right customer I should be talking to? Yeah. Right. Whether it's, you know, I think they're in the I think they're in the market right now for the product I'm selling. You know, maybe something's changed with their relationship with your company that they'd be available for a targeted, you know, message. Right. That process is machine learning. Again, a human can't predict, you know, when you're going to be in the, you know, position to buy whatever my product right. or service is. So all these Salesforce components, you know, as an option can actually look and say, hey, you know, this is exactly what your customer wants. This is exactly when he's going to need it. And quite frankly, this is what he's willing to pay. Yeah. So that's, and when we talk about engaging customers a little bit better and knowing your customers a little bit more, if you get out the idea that it's some statistical model, you can actually use machine learning to say, hey, this is what my customer wants. I'll go ahead and talk to him at this point and not burden him with some over-solicitation. I'm making sense, Doug? Yeah, absolutely. So you're you're better able to profile those opportunities. And I think of any business, the best data you have are on your existing customers. That's right. right. Existing clients. So why not mine that data first and identify patterns over time, not only with your own business, but others. That's right. And and figure out, okay, this is the the best opportunity to get ahead of it for them. And again, better serve them and and have the the appropriate conversation and not go into product dump about things they don't really care about. That's exactly right. And even taking that a little bit further. So uh, we're recording this podcast on September 11th. So last week, 
Apple actually announced their own retail credit card, right? right? And we think about, well, you know, is it really going to be successful? Chances are that's going to be a pretty big value offering to the customer. So let's say, and maybe we detach from that example a little bit. We're like, what do, how am I, if I own a, you know, a medium, small, medium-sized business, how am I going to compete with these conglomerates? Sure. How am I going to compete against Amazon? How am I going to compete with all the Silicon Valley companies and things like that? I mean, those are the guys that are doing this every day. They've got resources I don't have. How do I remain competitive? Right. Well, the reality is the one, I don't say the one, a big advantage I have as an incumbent company is that I sit on tons of relationships, sure. customer relationships, exactly. vendor relationships. I've got 70 years. That's something that those quote-unquote digital natives, those new companies, right. they just don't have. So yep. you are sitting on a gold mine. Right. And a great thing too, is everybody says, hey, you know, data is the most valuable thing I own as a company. Nobody knows what to do with it. That's the answer. It's like, let's find out what those patterns are. Right. Let's really get to know our customers because nobody else it doesn't have a relationship is able to do that. Right, because you and I, you know, if as you said, we've we've worked together in the past, we've already got that trust and credibility. So if you come to me with those solutions rather than Amazon or whatever, I'm gonna be much more willing right. to sit to hey, you know, John and I we're gonna have a beer together. So this is this is great stuff. So that's awesome. So appreciate that. Speaking of beer, you had any uh, good new ones uh, uh, lately? So what's, I had. What's I, your... I, this is a true story. I finally tried Pappy on the on the bourbon ah, side for the okay. very first time in my my entire life. Where did you score that? That's a hard. I was find. actually in Louisville, and wow. what makes me very sophisticated in my job is I actually find a way to put that in the expense account. Uh oh. So I'm, I'm just putting that out there. It hasn't <laughs> been approved yet, so this might be. Are we going to have to get Rick involved <laughs> for that? <laughs> That's exactly right. I have not had anything new. Oh, I'm lying to you. Uh, I did have. Uh, out of Atlanta. Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to come up with it. Uh, crap. I'm going to turn it around to you <laughs> it and was say, crap? No, it's just terrific. And I promise, like before, I'm going to think of it the moment you start talking. But All what right. have you got on your list? What's your recommendation? You know, I've, I'm still... It, I, I, I get so tired of seeing all these these IPAs. I love and them. The, Can't get enough. The, the pumpkin beers already. So I'm still I'm still drinking the the summer brew, the saison style is, uh, is where I'm at right no, now. No, you got to go so. big or go home, Doug. So right. IPA, double IPA if you have it. If you can even worse than that, <laughs> it sounds good to I'll me. I need to so. walk home. <laughs> what? That's what Uber's for. Yes. Well, thank you very much, John. And if you want to hear more tips and insight, or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit www raycpa.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to Unsuitable on iTunes or wherever you might like to get your podcasts, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 